Dave Cohen telling us the fog is not as bad, at least in some areas, but here downtown looks like it was worse than it was yesterday. No flashers unless you're stopped. But I'll tell you what, if you do like the flashing lights, I was thinking about this this morning. You might consider using your turn signal. That would be at least half of a flasher, right? And it'd be something different for you to actually use those for a chance, for a change. Rather, highs of uh, 68 today, 80% chance for showers. That reduces to 60% and goes away early tomorrow. Highs of 68. Then Sunday, finally, it should clear out and cool off. Highs of 56 and dry out, so maybe the concrete will stop sweating. Looks like it's getting ready to rain here in downtown New Orleans. And we're joined by Michael Deliberto, agricultural economist with the LSU Ag Center. He's also an associate professor in the Department of Agricultural Economics and Agribusiness on the Baton Rouge campus. How you doing, Michael? Oh, I'm doing great. How are y'all? I'm okay. Did you go game last night or not? Uh, I didn't watch it from the best seat in the house, my living room. Yeah, I so. hear you. And that, look, you can't take anything against those Tigers. They, they're playing a really good team and took them right up to their buzzers. So it's a long season, right? Oh, yeah. We've got faith in Coach Kim. So yeah, absolutely. she'll uh, She'll get them playing, playing good. So tell me about, about the outlook for farmers, and I guess we'll start by looking back. 2023, how tough was it for Louisiana farmers and, and agribusiness in Louisiana? Well, 2023 was a pretty tough year, and that was mainly brought on by the effects of the drought and really excessive heat, high, high temperatures, and really no crop, no commodity was really spared. Um, you know, the two most hardest hit sectors were probably uh, soybeans, sugarcane, and the livestock producers. Uh, you know, and all of that came at a time where we started to see a softening of commodity prices. But perhaps the the most troubling was just how expensive, just how expensive the 2023 crop was to put in the ground. Increases in fuel and fertilizer and chemical cost, uh, increased applica- uh, applications of irrigation due to the heat, uh, definitely took a toll out of the bottom line for most producers in the state. Um, now, some of that was brought on by you know higher fuel and fertilizer prices, the geopolitical tensions around the world, et cetera. Um, higher interest rates, general inflation. Um, so I think a lot of people are glad to have 2023 in the rearview mirror and are excited about the opportunities that 2024 can bring. What's going to change in 2024 to make it better? Well, I think we're, we're starting to see a decrease in fuel and fertilizer prices. And for crops like sugarcane, cotton, corn, uh, to a lesser extent, soybeans, fertilizer takes up so much of a farm budget on a per-acre basis. Now, different crops have different fertilizer needs, but when we see fertilizer prices decreasing, uh, for instance, over the last 15 months, nitrogen fertilizer has gone from about $850 a ton down to about $550 a ton. So certainly a help uh, in terms of the margin, but uh, you know, input costs are still higher from where they've been over the past you know, decade or two. So even though we're seeing decreasing prices in 2024 for most farm inputs, historically our production costs are still going to remain elevated. We are, are starting to see inflationary pressure starting to soften a little bit. Uh, however, there's no way to get around higher interest rates. And what we can expect in terms of a continued softening in commodity prices uh, for 2024. You know, what fascinates me about this whole farming industry in Louisiana is that we drive past it constantly, right? When we get on the interstate or or whatever we see, or the state highways, we see the the neatly sowed crops where they're in perfectly straight lines. We have no idea what goes on behind that. What what are some of the 
the bigger crops in Louisiana and, and when it comes to economic impact? Is it is it wood? Is it um, soybeans? What? Well, uh, number one would have to be forestry. They're our largest row crop uh, or agricultural commodity in the state, what followed by the poultry sector. Um, the first one you said was what? Com- Excuse me. So that'd be the timber industry. Timber's first. Um, timber's first. Okay. And then uh, poultry is a large economic driver for the state. But sugarcane uh, is by far our leading row crop commodity in terms of the farm value and the value added it generates. Uh, you're looking at a crop that produces a billion dollars just in the total farm value of the crop uh, on an annual basis. Now, that's down this year or projected to be down just due to the drought and the high temperatures. Um, but sugarcane is a very important crop and not only the economic engine of the state, but also the culture as well, right? Uh, when you start to think about the economic impact that that has or that industry has on local communities, that number could easily multiply in terms of the secondary effects that it has on the input supply stores, the tractor dealerships, uh, tire manufacturers, et cetera. Um, you know, uh, and sugarcane's grown on over 500,000 acres in the state. Uh, you mentioned soybeans. Soybeans is a crop that our producers grow literally from Lake Providence, Louisiana, all the way down to Lake Charles, Louisiana, and every point in between. Uh, our soybean acres are uh, grown on you know over 1.1, 1.2 million acres a year in the state, which is phenomenal. Um, so it just goes to show you, like you said, the impact that ag has, has on our state is just so incredibly important. Um Do farmers, generally speaking, how does the breakdown happen with family-owned farms or or big corporate farms and people that are employed? Is it primarily families that employ their own family members? Take take me through that, if you will, please, Michael. Sure. Um, Well, most farms in Louisiana are family-run farms. Most farms are passed down, uh, multi-generational farms. You know, it varies by crop. Um, There is no doubt no way to get around that there is a labor shortage in agriculture. Uh, programs like the H-2A guest worker program for migrant workers are critically important to agriculture, not just in Louisiana, but in the U.S. as a whole, right? Um, you know, the average age of a farmer in the U.S. is almost 69 years old. I think in Louisiana, we're that's a little bit younger than that. That's, that's the average age wow. of a farmer in the U.S., yes, sir. Wow. Um, so labor is critically important. You know, they do employ family members. They do have uh, workers. They, they support jobs in the area, um, you know, but it is uh, becoming uh, harder to find uh, farm labor here uh, in, the, in the U.S. for agriculture. Now, some of that has been uh, brought on by just the, the advancement of so much of the technology, right, the precision steering. You mentioned all the straight rows of the crops that you see driving down the road you know that technology you know it 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 has increased production efficiency and it has reduced some of the need for as many people on the farm but you can't replace just the 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 ingenuity the hard-working uh u.s farmer the louisiana farmer because we still have to have human beings to make decisions every year right (laughs) you know what let me take a break if the average age is 69 i'd like you to look ahead 20 years and let me know where these farms are because 69 is getting the to, to be the age and look age is just a number i understand that but i don't think you it's gonna be hard to farm and be 89 years old right 
We'll talk about that more when we come back. Michael Deliberto, agricultural economist with the LSU Ag Center. He's also an associate professor in the Department of Agricultural Economics and Agribusiness on the Baton Rouge campus. I think a lot of times, like I said, we pass these crops and, and we don't really know the story that goes on beyond them. And, and it's a very important story and a very important story when it comes to the economy of Louisiana. If you got any questions or comments, 504-260-1870. That's the Oakland Art Jeweler Talk and Text Line. You text them in, I'll pass them along. We come back, 721 Traffic Now, WWL. 726 now back with Michael Deliberto, agricultural economist with the LSU Ag Center and associate professor, Department of Agricultural Economics and Agribusiness on a Baton Rouge campus. Before I get to, to next generation of farmers and so forth, Michael, in terms of, uh, I guess, contributor to the Louisiana economy, how big is agribusiness if you wanted to look at it from a percentage standpoint? You know, that number is often so hard to put a number on, Tommy, just because of, you know, once you start modeling the downstream effects of agriculture, it's Mm -hmm. not only the production of the raw commodities that we see, right, but it's also uh, the raw sugar mills. It's also the, say, sugar refineries. It's the cotton gins that turn that, you know, bale of cotton uh, into uh, or you know pounds of cotton into bales of cotton so that they can go to yarners and spinners and fabric warehouses, et cetera. It's the soybean plants that you know we're going to crush those beans for either oil or meal, um, and just just a tremendous impact. I mean, just in terms of the, just the farm value of agriculture, you're looking at anywhere between twelve and you know fourteen billion dollars a year. Uh, just in the production of that commodity itself. So just a huge, huge impact for Louisiana. And, you know, one of the dangers when you put an economist on the radio, I've had a bunch of scribbled numbers in front of me. <laughs> Average age of a farmer in Louisiana uh, in the U.S. is 57 and a half years old. So I misspoke earlier. That's my uh, heart, heartfelt apologies for no, that. No, no, no. What I'm wondering. Radio got me. <laughs> I guess what I'm, won- no, what I'm wondering is what happens, like, in the next generation and so forth with these family farms or – or is there any way to, to gauge whether the, the people, you know, like I know people that have had businesses and their kids want to know part to do with it and they wind up selling it. I just wonder if the farming industry is solid when it comes to the next generation taking over or do the kids not want to get into farming or is there any way to really tell that? Well, I think we're starting to see an interest in, you know, um, agriculture. Uh, I have the opportunity to teach uh, at LSU in the College of Ag, and we're seeing a lot of enrollment in our agribusiness program from students that don't come from a traditional agricultural family. They're interested in the natural resource side of things. They're interested in things like machine learning and artificial intelligence and big data management. But um, what's so impressive to see, um, I also have an extension appointment, so I'll get to travel the state and do a lot of production meetings. You're starting to see newer faces uh, in some of these production meetings that the Ad Center puts on. You're starting to see uh, industry industry groups uh, develop future leader programs and uh, leadership classes to where we are starting to see younger family members that get involved on the farm taking an active role, not only in their farming operation, but the future of the industry itself. How can we tell the sustainability story uh, of Louisiana agriculture to folks in Washington and around the nation and around the world. So it's very encouraging to see these young people getting involved in farming, taking over from their parents, uh, but wanting to adopt new technologies and are always, you know, definitely forward thinking, whether that's how how efficient can we be, be with resource management, the environment, et cetera. Uh, and that's something that's good to see. And I think that goes back to these uh, ag industries that we have in the state 
being forward thinking that, you know, we need to preserve this for the next generation. So it's just awesome to see. Amen. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Michael Delaberto, an agricultural economist at the LSU Ag Center. We'll take a break, get an update on a Cardell Hayes trial from Dane Cialino, professor of law at Loyola. 7.30, time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Dave Cohen.